Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about a movie that I enjoyed quite a little bit, even though most of my uh, critic peers did not like it. And that is a movie called Tom and Jerry, of course, based on the classic Hanna-Barbera cartoon series. And uh, with me to talk about it is Dino from the Huh podcast. And Dino also shares my love of Tom and Jerry. Uh, It's not a perfect movie, but we had fun with it because it's a Tom and Jerry movie and we love Tom and Jerry. So we get into some of the movies we think inspired this new Tom and Jerry adaptation, let's just say. So that is coming up here in a second. Before we get into that, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can, of course, rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. I know a lot of you out there didn't like this movie, but hopefully you like this conversation and you will give us a nice rating and review you can also follow us on social media at piecing pod join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show and don't forget we also have a patreon the produced by david rosen patreon where i post bonus content from piecing it together as well as awesome movie year another great movie podcast that i produce and uh, other stuff that i'm involved with as well as my music career and just a big banner Patreon for everything that I am a part of. It's the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, patreon.com slash by David Rosen. So check that out, and let's get into this conversation about Tom and Jerry. All right, so this is a movie I've been looking forward to talking about uh, because... A lot of people don't seem to like it, but I liked it, and I believe my guest liked it as well. Uh, joining me today is Dino from the Huh Podcast. Dino, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Yeah. I, I want to get into Tom and Jerry here in a minute, but first, because it is your first time here on the podcast, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your podcast? Okay, well, Huh Podcast is my wife and I, and we describe it as where... Faith, family, and pop culture collide like a bloody train wreck. And we are two homeschooling parents who are Christians, but we love genre cinema, Mm -hmm. especially horror. Nice. And a lot of it has to do with raising our three kids who 
all have a different level of tolerance right now for horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest, who is eight, is my horror fan. She's like my little buddy. Uh-huh. And she will watch anything with me. My middle is getting into horror. It's my other daughter. She mm-hmm. is nine. And then my son is 13 and isn't a real big horror movie fan, except mm-hmm. for zombies, but he loves anime. Okay. And we have a... Uh, he actually asked me to help him create a, another podcast focusing on anime where I'm kind of his guinea pig. Yeah. And he introduces me to anime. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I know for myself personally, like I've gone through like phases of my life where I was big into horror and then I kind of stopped like I was like I don't know I guess was getting more into like drama and like you know classics and stuff like that and then I would get back into genre horror stuff and so yeah I mean they they, they might not like it yet but maybe uh maybe they're, they're gonna get down that rabbit hole soon enough yeah see and I grew up with it um in 1982 when John Carpenter's The Thing came out, my father mm-hmm. took me and my brothers. Sure. And it traumatized me for life. Oh. But it developed, you know, the personality I am now, I guess. Right. Yeah. Creep Show was the movie that traumatized me. Um, oh, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Especially that last segment with the roaches. But my day <sighs> job, I, I'm, a, uh, I'm a pest control uh, supervisor. Oh, I could, I could never do that. Yeah, (laughs) I would not survive that. I'll tell you. Uh, But so, getting into Tom and Jerry a little bit, I did not expect this conversation to start out talking about horror cinema, which is great that it did. That's that's (laughs) awesome. But uh, do your kids like Tom and Jerry? Because they're Tom and Jerry is such like a violent cartoon, and so it kind of is horror adjacent in a way, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) they minimal exposure really because you know when when we grew up and i'm gonna assume i'm a little bit older than you i'm 40 okay i'm i'm pushing 47 so okay same thing you know we grew up tom and jerry was on regular tv sure you know in, in new york uh long island where i grew up but yeah it was like a two hour block on channel 11 every day Mm-hmm. So we just kind of grew up with it. And then, of course, with The Simpsons and Itching and Scratching and stuff like sure. that, you know, is a absurdity of Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, now, even Cartoon Network really doesn't show it anymore. Right. And they don't watch anything on regular TV. Mm-hmm. Everything is, you know, on an app or streaming or whatever. So if it's relatively new, they'll hear about it. If it's mm-hmm. older, daddy has to, you know, expose sure. him to. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and I, I guess a lot of the stuff the kids watch now, uh, it kind of falls under the more, like, weird rather than violence, you know, violent comedy. You know, now everything is just super, uh, like, detached irony and, like, really just overly strange, like the SpongeBob stuff and the things that have, like, really pushed that envelope even further, uh, which is cool. You know, I, I, I like, as long as something isn't just straightforward normal, uh, I, I could get into it. 
Right, yeah. And, you know, I grew up, and, and that was, you know, when I hit you up to do Tom and Jerry, it mm-hmm. was, well, I don't know if, A, many people want to voluntarily go into this movie sure. to <laughs> analyze it, you know, with, A, you know, without even seeing it, yeah, or just because it doesn't have the quote-unquote gravitas of a normal like a Pixar film. movie or whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I grew up a Hanna Barbera kid, mm-hmm. and I have a you know my name is Dino. Yeah, it's my nickname, but I have a Dino tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know, I I grew up with that Flintstone, loving that Flintstone type thing. So of course I try to expose my kids to the old stuff. And they'll sit through a bit of it before it's not either fast-paced enough mm. or... Because even the Tom and Jerry's are eight-minute shorts. Sure. That aren't... It's, it's weird to say that there's more of a kind of a story in an eight-minute segment. But cartoons nowadays are just very, you know, gag, 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 drop, drop, yeah. you know? And there isn't time for a narrative, sure per se. Yeah. So, but like I said, they're they're getting into anime now, and that you know, like my thirteen-year-old loves Attack on Titan, which has this giant story arc. Yeah, that stuff's all story. And it's like, really, yeah, I can't get you to sit down and watch a <laughs> eight-minute cartoon, but yet you can. Yeah. It's weird, you know. I guess you know that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it's really interesting that you're saying this stuff because these seem to almost echo a lot of the complaints. And normally, when I do uh, these piecing it together episodes, I'm not like uh, referencing, you know, the the critics and and w- what the main critiques of a movie have been. But I, I feel like it's kind of important in entering this because so many people seem to hate this movie so much. And I feel like a lot of them seem to be saying these things, like there's no story, or why are we following these characters that aren't Tom and Jerry? And and I don't know, I I feel... I haven't watched Tom and Jerry in a while, and I loved it growing Mm -hmm. up. It was definitely one of my, you know, if not my favorite, it was like in my top three or four favorite of the, the various, you know, cartoon series. And... I don't know. I just feel like this is within the same spirit and stylings of what Tom and Jerry stood for at the time. Yeah. It, it's just it's just nonstop crazy. And and I think that's what I went into this movie looking for is is crazy, is cartoon violence, is cartoon over the topness and just ridiculous characters and silliness and there there's a story throughout, but I mean that's not quite as important as, you know, the the act of seeing these two go at it and see all this crazy stuff happen. Well, I mean, and face it, really. What is the story of Tom and Jerry? Mhm. Basically, it's formulaic. Yeah. Tom is doing something and Jerry tries to get involved and Ruin it for Tom, because, yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry is the antagonist in Tom yes. and Jerry, through yes. my eyes. And Tom tries to foil him, and keeps failing. Well, okay, so instead of 40 cartoons in 8-minute clips, we're getting, you know, a 90-minute movie yeah. that has that one same arc. 
So we're getting what we always did get in Tom and Jerry, just exactly. with human characters thrown in. Exactly. And you need those characters to make it a movie. Otherwise, yeah. I'm sure people would be complaining on the other end of the spectrum if it was, you know, oh, we're just watching Tom and Jerry go at it for 90 straight minutes. That right. People would complain for that, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's plenty more to talk about with those critiques along the way. I think we should start getting into some puzzle pieces here. Uh, okay. What do you got for your first puzzle piece? What do you think may have uh, inspired this movie in some way? Okay, um, this one to me is kind of the, what I felt was the biggest puzzle piece mm -hmm. is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Sure. You've got the meshing of the tune and the humans. Mm -hmm. And in that movie, it was very, you know, it was in the plot. They are cartoons. These are humans, and they're exist, you know, coexisting. And in this movie, it was more not that they were cartoons, but they were Tom and Jerry, who just happened to be represented yeah. as cartoons. It wasn't a a plot point. There was one or two little meta cartoon jokes in it. Yeah, you know, like oh, what is this a cartoon or something like that, but. No, everyone just kind of accepted that Tom was this anthropomorphic cat. Mm -hmm. Jerry was an anthropomorphic mouse. And, you know, like in the beginning, when Tom is playing the piano and he's, you know, his big ruse is that he's a blind cat playing piano. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and that is what's getting him money. And when Jerry jacks that up for him, the one girl goes, He's not a blind cat playing the piano. He's just a regular cat playing the piano. <laughs> like, that's any less fantastic. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought that was, you know, that was great. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just picturing uh, my listeners just being like, Dave, I can't believe that you laughed at that. And you know what? Yeah, I, I, I sure did because it's great. It's so funny. And it, it is, it's kind of just like a really clever like uh, play on the idea of mixing cartoon characters with, with real life because mm -hmm. the fact that the, the real the real people within the movie just they don't bat an eye at the fact that these are cartoon characters really kind of uh, throws the whole thing on its head. And like you said, like to, to go back to the puzzle piece of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, that one, uh, you know, really establishes that these are cartoon characters with the whole, you know, Toontown and all that stuff. And so like it, it's totally uh, baked into the plot and the story and everything. Uh, so, it, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a different approach to it, but it absolutely is kind of the gold standard. I mean, I have a couple of other puzzle pieces that are going to come up along the way that you know try to do the mix of live action and uh and cartoon and maybe aren't as successful because mm -hmm. it's hard to top that you know yeah. it is just such a good one i'll actually jump in right now with one which is kind of the first thing i thought of when this movie came out and the reason i was excited for it and i don't know how you feel about this movie but a movie that came out last year called sonic the hedgehog mm -hmm. <laughs> which i am one of one of the few well maybe not because this movie was successful enough for a sequel but it certainly one of the few critics who actually really liked it i thought it was super funny really effective uh it, it's 
again, uh, of course, in that case, Sonic is supposed to be like an alien or whatever. But uh, it's again that there's you know nobody's batting an eye that that Sonic is a cartoon character in in that in that movie. He just he's this character within the world. It's more weird that he's a talking hedgehog than right. anything, and it to me the biggest thing and the reason why I like Sonic the Hedgehog so much is it mixes that kid humor of the cartoons you know specifically with tom and jerry not so much I, i'm sure there was sonic the hedgehog cartoons but i only really know there, the video there games. was quite a few yeah i'd imagine so uh but it, it mixes that kid humor of that kind of stuff with adult humor with the jim carrey moments and all that and there's plenty of that within this i mean uh michael pena alone just totally is you know stealing so many scenes in this with just mm -hmm. really funny ridiculous you know comedy so it's that that mix of humor along with the mix of humans and cartoons that, that made me think of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. It's such a fun movie. And I, I'm really happy that, because, you know, when it first came out, I was definitely one of the uh, only people uh, defending it. But then everybody saw it and everybody loved it and audiences were all in, which actually... Um, I, I should mention really quick before we move on to the next piece, I noticed that the cinema score for this, cinema score, the, the company that rates people's, uh, uh, you know, how, how they like the movie as they're walking out of the theater, uh, people gave it an A minus. So um, that's a pretty huge divide between critics and, and general audiences for sure. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I, yeah. You know. I think the main criticism first was when the first trailer dropped for it, mm -hmm. and Sonic looked like hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they did a quick, you know, revamp on that, and he looked pretty good. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, the only criticism after that was like, Sonic's arms aren't blue, or right. something like that. It was like, really? We're going to nitpick this, right? Right. I mean, you have, you have uh, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, but you're concerned that <laughs> Sonic's arms aren't blue. Uh, I guess we all need a mountain of Dion, I guess. People find something. Right? <laughs> they, sure, they sure do. Uh, well, what do you got for your next piece? Okay, next one I'm going to go with is uh, from 1967, the movie... Based on the uh, the Broadway musical, uh, how to succeed in business without really trying. Nice. Mainly with uh, the Chloe Grace Moritz character, uh, Kayla, mm -hmm. who goes in and finagles her way into a job interview, you know, pretty much just flat out lying about a resume and working her way to this you know, middle management, you know, going up the tier, like, in a matter of a day. Yeah. You know, How to Succeed in Business is about uh, this guy, Jay Pierpont Finch, who has this self-help book, How to Succeed in Business, and it's about how to get in and schmooze, and if you start in the mailroom, you don't want to stay there, advance and move yeah. up. And do what you can and do that. I also have a special place in high school. I was in a production of How to Succeed in Business. And nice. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. And yeah, that's a great puzzle piece. And yeah, to, to that character and to her little journey of, of sneaking her way in and then making the most of it and trying to trying to stick it out and, and you know, just roll with the punches so she could 
you know, impress everybody, even though, you know, she knows they're probably going to eventually find her out one way or another. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's a fun little, uh, fun little journey for that character, you know? And I, I think she's, uh, I think she's a great young actress and, um, you know, ever since, ever since Kick-Ass with the hit girl character, Mm -hmm. she's been turning in so many interesting characters over the years. Yeah. And she has, and what I find funny about her character is Kaylee, if you look at her, she's the human version of Jerry. That's all she sure. is. Yeah. You know, it's she's true. sneaking in the hotel and playing, you know, playing yeah. her role. You know, Jerry had his little apartment set up with a, you know, Android as a, a big screen TV and all mm-hmm. that, you know. <laughs> and she's him. That's all yeah. she is. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's funny. Like, there's so many, you know, of the side characters and stuff that provide a lot of great comic relief. But if it was just the two of them going at each other, because they are kind of yin and yang in a way, in the same similar way that Tom and Jerry are yin and yang, yeah, uh, that would also work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like that puzzle piece. That's a great one. I'm gonna go on to another one here. Not as good of a movie, but is celebrated in its own special way. Uh, Another movie that blends real life with cartoons, that is Space Jam, Mm -hmm. a a movie uh, featuring Michael Jordan, uh, featuring Bill Murray, Wayne Knight, and of course, all the Looney Tunes and all kinds of, you know, crazy, over-the-top, silly stuff that is not in any way trying to be anything more than a live-action cartoon that you know, also has the cartoon cartoons in it. Uh, Also, uh, the director here, Tim Story, really, you know, infused a lot of hip-hop energy into this movie, into Tom and Jerry, which was not exactly expected, I don't think. I certainly didn't expect that from the trailer. Uh, But as soon as this movie opens, we've got pigeons rapping along to a tribe (laughs) called Quest. And uh, from there forward, there's just lots and lots of other great hip-hop moments in there as well. So, you know, Space Jam, it's not the best movie in the world, but it's got some classic hip-hop in it, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the uh, Space Jam, of course, is great. And then, you know, they tried that, I think, one or two other times. Mm-hmm. You know, and another one coming up soon. And, you know, I don't know if it was a matter of trying too hard mm-hmm. or, you know, try, you know, trying to catch that lightning. Like you said, it's not a great movie, but it, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, we've kind of run this gamut already with the looney tune thing and yeah we're we're returning for more and why but right that that is the big question leading <laughs> going into this new space jam movie uh i guess we'll find out there's there's been some interesting news leaks uh, ahead of its release uh these past couple of weeks um i'm certainly gonna see it uh, i'll say that but uh definitely why is a very big question uh, i think on everybody's yeah. mind and uh going back if you don't mind you know when we were talking about the animation style and even with you know with tom and jerry and with sonic it was a cartoon and a 3d environment that were Mm -hmm. kind of set like tom and jerry to me were two-dimensional cartoon characters in that regular world unlike say yogi bear Mm -hmm. or the chipmunks where they tried to do cgi 3D renderings of what cartoon characters were. Right. And to me, kind of came off a little atrocious looking. 
Yeah. You know, if you're gonna do the cartoon and human environment, just do it. Don't try yeah. to be too clever by half by making real world renderings of these characters because it, then you just kind of, it comes off hokey to me. Yeah, and you're alienating the original fans who want to see those cartoon characters. Right, and you can't, you know, people, oh, well, it's not made for you. Nonsense. <laughs> the whole reason you're going after nostalgia properties are for people like us. Exactly. You know, oh, it's for the kids. Who's bringing the kids? <laughs> the parents are bringing the kids, and the parents are, the parents are buying the toys. Let's face it. You know, this whole yeah. collector thing going on. I just bought the whole first wave of the Masters of the Universe figures. Yeah. Because I was a kid back in 83. So, yeah. yeah. It is for the parents. Let's not forget this. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. If it was just the kids, it would just be anime and Five Nights at Freddy's or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It would not be, be Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yep. Yeah. Well, what do you got for your next piece? Okay, I'm going to go, keeping with cartoons, I'm going to say Aladdin. Okay. Really, the whole, with the wedding scene with the elephants, mm -hmm. while they were marching, I just heard in my head, you know, make way for Prince Ali. Yeah. And <laughs> the whole trying to play off being more than what you are, mm -hmm. you know, pomp and circumstance when there really is no need for it, you know, with, with the wedding and the couple. And mm -hmm. it's like, why do this whole big thing? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's uh, definitely a great one. And obviously, you know, it backfires for everybody involved, uh, mm -hmm. from the groom to the hotel management to everybody, which is to be expected uh, in a cartoon movie. Um, I think that's a great uh, lead into my next puzzle piece, actually. Uh, it's not a wedding, but another kind of big event that goes awfully even though everybody wanted it to go without a hitch you know uh that's the first naked gun movie <laughs> where the the queen is coming to visit and uh it's just everything has to be perfect but of course it goes horribly wrong it's just a total disaster and you know everything just just totally messed up and uh of course along with that that particular you know element of the plot here um, there's also a ton of slapstick in this movie, which, you know, The Naked Gun, I mean, you, you kind of can't get better than than those movies, or at least, you know, the Zucker-type movies in general. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think The Naked Gun's the best of the bunch. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know what more to add on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Naked Gun, you know, it would have been great if, you know, Reggie Jackson came through there. and Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, what do you got for your next piece, then? An obvious one would be something like Mouse Hunt. Sure. You know, you've, you've got your, you know, your mouse who is outsmarting, you know, the idiot. Yeah. In here, you know. There's really, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, low-hanging fruit as far yeah. as the puzzle piece. Well, I, I think I think it makes sense. I've never actually seen it, uh, but I I definitely am aware of it, and it definitely seems like something that belongs in the conversation for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got one that goes right along with that actually, uh, and that's the witches, both oh, the original okay. 1990 and then the the remake from last year with uh, with Anne Hathaway. The original, of course, with Angelica Houston is much better. Yeah, but um, 
you know, in that, the kid is turned into a mouse who is then running through this fancy hotel and they're trying to catch. Uh, so it's a, a little bit different, but uh, still you got all kinds of hijinks and crazy silly stuff in this big ritzy hotel and all these like snooty rich people uh, that just, you know, hate to see this mouse running around, you know, <laughs> and makes, you know, for great setup for a lot of great, you know, silliness. Yeah. And along with ritzy hotels and things running around, uh, my next one was going to be Home Alone 2. Okay. Kevin McAllister is this, you know, little tricky guy who is finagled his way into a hotel, you know, mm -hmm. putting on his giant, you know, facade. And the whole staff is trying to catch him and running around and slapstick and that whole rigmarole. Sure. Right yeah. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I haven't rewatched Home Alone 2 since I was probably like 12 years old or something <laughs> like that. Home Alone is like, you know, every few years, like classic holiday movie, you know, mm -hmm. but Home Alone 2, I should really revisit one of these days. It's been so long. Well, I think anything by directed by Christopher Columbus. Yeah is once again it's kind of formulaic in its own thing and he's kind of a genre all to himself yeah um but it's always this huge chaotic third act mm -hmm. you know whether it's home alone jingle all the way mm -hmm. uh nine months it's always mm -hmm. this giant whirlwind miss doubtfire just mm -hmm. all these just everything flies off the rails, and it's a giant tornado. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which they literally did, you know, in yeah. Tom and Jerry. This yeah. giant <laughs> animal tornado, yes. as he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, that is so, that's so cartoony and perfect. But you know what? Speaking to the Chris Columbus, um, uh, you know, that, that style of movie, uh, it's pure, pure cinema. To mm -hmm. see things, you know, just going off the rails like that and just constantly escalating and getting crazier and crazier. And uh, that, that is such a fun thing that you don't always, you know, get to see anymore uh, too often. So I, I think yeah. that that's a, uh, a great aspect to, to bring up there and definitely, I think, fits, with, you know, within what happens in Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I'll go to another puzzle piece here. And one of the things I, I love about this movie is it, it's a real... I, at least I felt it's a real animal lovers movie. Mm -hmm. And so I thought of Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs, um, which okay. I, I think is a fantastic movie. It's a stop motion animated film featuring all these dogs on an island. And it really gets into their like their little like personality traits and quirks. And anybody who has pets, they know just how quirky and weird their pets can be. They all have their own like little ticks and <laughs> little things about them. And uh, a lot of the a lot of these these cartoon animals in Tom and Jerry, aside from the main two, but you've got you know Spike the 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 big bulldog, and yeah. you got the birds and all all these the other little cats, side animal characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, they, they all have their own little, like, weird oddities and, and, and silly things, and that is very reminiscent of any dog I've ever had or a mm -hmm. cat I've ever had. Yeah, my, my wife and I, you know, we had animals, you know, we, before we had kids, mm -hmm. and we had this, it started off as a joke and has survived 20-some years of that our dogs can talk to us but only she and I, not the kids, yeah. you know, and that when we're out 
it was like cats and dogs before the movie cats and dogs came out where mm -hmm. my dog has this like internet network where he can communicate with us and we had this whole thing in our head and then when dogs and cats came out we swore someone was like tapping our tv you know, right, listening right. To us. and for some reason it continued mm -hmm. and still does now where every new animal we have our dog hooks them up with the network yeah and i love it and we always said that you know we've carried this thing on so long that when we're old and going through like alzheimer's mm -hmm. our kids are going to be beside themselves with the crap that we are spewing out of our head <laughs> that we believe really happened yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think we're getting to the bottom of why the two of us like this movie so much. <laughs> because if, if we're talking through our pets, uh, which, by the way, we do the same thing here in my household. Uh, we call it channeling their voices. And uh, I even have an album of songs sung by my pets that I haven't quite released yet. Uh, it's going to be coming out sometime soon. But, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, we clearly are animal lovers. So. Yeah, my, my wife was a uh, nursery, uh, a daycare teacher for a while and she would make up stories about our dog to tell the kids and she would be the the lelly adventures because that was mm -hmm. our dog's name so she and the kids would be like can you tell me another lelly adventure and then my wife off the top of her head would have to rip one off and <laughs> you know do it to entertain the kids so, that's awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it yeah i i love pets so much they're just they're they're the best all right wait what do you got next i have one more puzzle piece after okay that. i've got one more okay uh toy story okay the end of toy story when they're trying to make it to andy's uh car with woody and buzz mm-hmm that was to me the whole skateboard drone scene Sure. Trying to get the SUV over to Central Park for the wedding. Yeah. That whole thing was just very Toy Story to me. Yeah, I could see that. And it, that's I that's something that I've talked about in other movie conversations before, about how a lot of, you know, especially in the Pixar movies, but a lot of modern animated movies, they tend to have these just uh, like chase sequences almost. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, there's like almost always one towards the end uh, where where they got to like really rush through the town or something like that. That just seems to be a thing with a lot of animated movies nowadays. I think kids just really like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, no, that that's uh, definitely a good one. And um, I, I'll go with my last one. And I figured I'd touch just briefly on one of the big criticisms that we've kind of, you know, talked about that that other people have of this movie that you and I don't really think is a, a an issue necessarily. But the way that there is a lot of the story that's focused on the human characters when you're really there for a Tom and Jerry movie, I thought of the recent Godzilla movies where you you get you you walk into the theater, you want to see godzilla blow crap up and destroy buildings and destroy right. everything and instead we're we're focused on all these human characters and their whole arcs and all that stuff and you're like when are we going to get to godzilla you know so i i feel like it's that kind of similar that that kind of similar filmmaking style that leads you to incorporating all these human character arcs and uh you know really focusing in on the uh chloe grace moretz character and and as well as all the other human characters within this but 
as we've been talking about, to me, I didn't really think that was a problem here, whereas in Godzilla, I do. But it's still, like, I think a similar way of changing the focus from the main characters. Yeah, I I didn't find it a problem in this movie, obviously. I They were in the movie, the entire movie, so it wasn't like yeah. Jaws, per se, where you're sitting there waiting... And, and granted, Jaws is like my favorite movie. So I'm right, not, right. you know, there's something to be said for building the suspense. Yeah. But I think there was a lot of unnecessary drama in the Godzilla movie. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. And then the second film, I heard, oh, well, it's just a bunch of monsters beating each other up. I, I heard that criticism. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. That's what are you kind of why we came here? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, yeah. And and people dump on Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. and I thought Kong Skull Island was a lot better than that first Godzilla movie. Oh, I with Brian Cranston, yeah. that one was a blast. As soon mm-hmm. as they got to that island, it was just nonstop, you know, yeah. action with yeah. Kong and then the big opossum monster or whatever the heck that was. Yep. Godzilla vs. Kong. I see Kong with a battle axe. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, in. People are like, oh, where'd he get that? I don't care where he got it from. <laughs> it's a giant gorilla swinging a battle axe. Sign me up. <laughs> I get my second uh, vaccine that weekend, and then I am going to see oh, Godzilla vs. Kong. There you Kong. go. I can't wait. Yeah. And I have a, a drive in. Oh, nice. An hour. About 45 minutes to an hour from my house. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the first time I saw Tom and Jerry was there last week. Mm-hmm. And in between the features, it was Tom and Jerry and then the Crudes part two mm-hmm. that they played. And they played a trailer for Godzilla vs. Ver- uh, Kong mm-hmm. at the drive-in. And I got out of the car, stood out in front of my truck, like with my hands raised <laughs> in exaltation going, Yes! <laughs> this is what I need. Yeah. That's what we all need. Absolutely. <laughs> I am so excited for it. Oh, mm. man. Well, okay. Let's do the finished puzzle. And then we'll get into some closing thoughts here on Tom and Jerry. So, mm. all the movies we just talked about were Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Sonic the Hedgehog, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, Space Jam, Aladdin, The Naked Gun, The Witches, Home Alone 2, Isle of Dogs, Toy Story, and Godzilla. So I I think the first thing as far as wrapping this up that, that should be said, and this is something I think I especially got out of that last puzzle piece, our little discussion of Godzilla right there, is I don't think people know what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because if, if they went into this Tom and Jerry movie expecting something other than a Tom and Jerry movie, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, you kind of can't, can't help them. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, what exactly. I got. I got a Tom and Jerry movie out it's of it. It's like, you know, sometimes you just gotta, where is your suspension of disbelief? Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. Like when the Meg movie came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dumb. It's a big show. What do you think? I mean, granted, the book was a lot better with the men, mm-hmm. but it's a giant shark eating people. 
Yeah. What, what do you want? Oh, I want more blood. It's a giant shark eating a little person. He's going to probably swallow him. <laughs> Why must you go through the salt looking for a seed of pepper to complain about? You're straining right. on a camel, you know, trying to, you know, strain out a gnat here. Knock it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, Enjoy yep. yourself and stop finding a reason to complain. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, what, what, one other uh, closing thought I had, and then uh, see if you have anything that you wanted to bring up. The musical moments in this, I, I touched on it briefly about, uh, you know, about the hip hop moments, and you had mm-hmm. mentioned about when when Tom is a, a blind piano player in the park. Uh, there's there's also that love song he plays for the the girl cat, um, which I I laughed out loud during. I thought that was great. Um, there's also that ridiculous bounce house rap song that they played mm-hmm. at one point that didn't really mm-hmm. have anything to do with the movie, but I just, I, it made me laugh anyway. Uh, I just think there's a lot of great musical moments in this movie. Um, and so I just wanted to point that out. Uh, did you have any other like closing thoughts, things we didn't get to while going through puzzle pieces? As a Tom and Jerry fan, as a nostalgia fan, mm-hmm. I thought they missed an opportunity to play is you is or is you ain't my baby mm-hmm. <laughs> you know with tom playing an upright bass sure. i think that would have been great what i loved was they did do several uh vocal cues from the cartoons primarily yeah. tom's scream yeah 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 a couple of his screams which were originally i think joseph uh joseph barbera himself mm. that did the vocals for that you know yeah. So they did do it, and I was looking for those. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, do it. It's like watching a Godzilla movie and not getting a Godzilla to yell. You're yeah, going to feel a sure. let down. But they did those, which I really loved. <laughs> no, that that is true. That I uh, like. I said I haven't I haven't watched Tom and Jerry in a long time. Like the cartoons, as much as I I loved them growing up. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's from the original cartoons. Like it just it stays with you, you know. And mm-hmm. and that is great that they that they threw that in there. And uh, to your other point, I will say, you know, just like Sonic the Hedgehog was a surprise hit, and you know, despite all the bad reviews, it ended up being pretty loved by uh, by actual fans. And a sequel has, you know, quickly gone into development. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another one of these Tom and Jerry movies. Um, and maybe we'll get more callbacks to some of that, you know, other stuff that they, you know, didn't get to, uh, like the stand-up bass and, and all that. Because, uh, yeah, it seems like people are enjoying this movie, and I'm very happy for that. Yeah, I'd definitely be down for a sequel. I mean, they even had a droopy, you know, droopy dog yeah. drop in the, uh, in the kennel. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was cool, you know. And that's something universe. that... If you aren't familiar with Tom and Jerry at all, you're going to be like, who is that guy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's a good Easter egg for for the fans. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think that does it for Tom and Jerry. Uh, Is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? You know, I just watched Freaky last night. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that one. I think uh, Christopher Landon has a great feel for that horror comedy hybrid. And I think he does it better than a lot of other people. He doesn't weigh too heavily on either side. Right. In fact, he probably goes a little more horror than the comedy even. 
which is surprising for such mainstream movies that he's done. I mean, they're, they're pretty mainstream when it comes down to it. And yeah. so it, it is surprising that he leans more horror, I think. But yeah, because when you think horror comedy, you're thinking like, you know, Shaun of the Dead, which are great mm-hmm. movies. You know, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, stuff like yeah. that, that are kind of slapsticky and then mm-hmm. have a horror element. Yeah. You know, a backdrop of horror. These are horrific things that have characters that know how to maneuver lightly in those heavy scenes. Right. With, you know, Christopher Landon stuff. And I think he's, he's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, great recommendation. Anyone who hasn't seen that uh, yet definitely should. But yeah, uh, Dino, this was great. Thank you so much for joining me. Why don't you tell people again where they can find your podcast? You can find Haw Podcast on just about any podcast that's around. We have a website, gangalley.com, like a gang in an alley.com. We also have a Facebook group. We're on Twitter at hawpodcast.com be careful there because there's three u's in that huh okay but our podcast is h-u-h i changed it to make it a little easier to find right (laughs) okay well everybody check that out links of course in the show notes and uh dino thank you so much for doing this i i am glad i was able to get someone on the show who would share my love of tom and jerry yeah i i'm always willing to you know digging the dirt with you so (laughs) (laughs) thank you for having me i'm christy and i'm jackie and we are killer fun we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week for as long as people have been communicating they have been talking about who did what to whom and is that socially acceptable because the boundaries of society crime and entertainment have always gone hand in hand the more salacious weird the better from books and movies to television shows and games we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another and we can't get together and not laugh so let's face it there's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Tom and Jerry. What'd you think of the movie? Did you like it? I know I have a few uh, friends and connections out there who actually enjoyed it as much as I did, uh, even though that is definitely the minority opinion on this one. But uh, if you liked the movie, let us know what you thought of the episode. You can also, of course, rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Trying to get more of those reviews going because I like hearing what people have to say about piecing it together. So go and review us. We'd love to hear it you could also of course follow us on social media at piecing pod and join our facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces and i told you about the patreon produced by david rosen at the top of the show make sure to check that out i'm actually recording uh three back-to-back episodes this week of course i've only got a couple spots a week to get these episodes up so uh most likely i'm gonna have to Squeeze some onto the Patreon for now, and uh, that's where they will live until I have time to actually post them on the main feed. So if you want to hear these episodes, you know, while they're fresh, while they're hot, Patreon's the place to get them. So, yes, check that out. So thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Uh, If you enjoy what we're doing, also, another thing, a lot of times I forget to say this, but um, share the show. That is... 
above the Patreon, above the rate and review. I don't even know if any of the rating and reviewing counts towards anything. Above anything, if you like what you hear, share the show. Uh, that really helps make sure this show keeps getting heard. And the more people that hear it, the more I'm going to do it. So let's close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. And... During the conversation about Tom and Jerry, Dino and I, we talked a little bit about how our animals uh, would communicate. And longtime listeners of the show probably know already that I have a long-in-the-works project by my pets called the Pup Pups, which is a bunch of songs, uh, some of which are sung by my dogs and my cats, and some of them are me singing to them. Uh, I'm going to play you one of the ones that's me singing to them. Uh, this is a song that hasn't really been heard uh, by too many people yet. The album itself has been on perpetual delay for years now. It should have come out last year, but if it had, uh, this song wouldn't exist because I just made this song in the last few months. So uh, just think, the world would have a Pup Pups album without this song called Jingle Jangle, which is about our newest edition, our Kitten Millie. So uh, enjoy this song, Jingle Jangle. This is kind of an exclusive that you're hearing right now. This album, The Pup Pups, will eventually come out uh, in some way, shape, or form at some point. Uh, but for now, you get to hear it here. So enjoy it. This is Jingle Jangle by The Pup Pups. That kitten running around, that kitten going crazy, that kitten running around, that kitten is a baby, that kitten running around, we never know where she's running, but now that jingle jangle, let us know that she's coming. That kitten got her collar, that collar jingle jangle, that kitten and that collar they go. That kitten got her collar, that collar jingle jangle, that kitten and that collar they go. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.